Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. For a radio audience tuning in at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all can be with us. Also, tuning in to our online affiliates around the world, we're glad you all could join us as well. We're excited to welcome Kat Mustachia to our broadcast today. If the name sounds familiar, she was scheduled to be with us at the end of 2023. We had some tech issues on our end, but she was very gracious to be able to reschedule with us. She's an author, she's a playwright, and a technologist. And her book is called Bordopolis. We're going to talk to her not only about the writing of the book, but also the, the interesting way she's been able to tell this story that kind of brings together words uh, as well as technology as well. If you guys have not found out about this book, you're in for a real treat, I promise you. We also will let you guys know how to stay connected with Kat. Kat, thank you again for the time. Really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for for having me. It's a pleasure. Well, the pleasure is definitely all mine. I had a lot of fun in prepping for this segment, not only, of course, in actually getting through the book, Kat, which was in no fault of your own. The instructions are totally perfect. But it, it is such an – I have said to you before we went live here, I have never experienced a book like this. It is genuinely a marriage of words and technology. What has it been like for you to introduce Morlopolis to the world? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I think it's since it's my first book – uh, I wasn't really sure how to how what it what it even feels like to put out a book. So uh, this has been quite special, um, and I wasn't sure what people would think, to be honest. So <laughs> finding out. Yeah, well, I, I think the cool thing about it is that it is, as I mentioned, of course, a story that we're able to experience it. But you were very deliberate in this, and it's interesting. I'm sure our audience will be surprised to find out that Wordopolis is your first book, Cat, because of the interesting details. So everything, uh, even when people start to experience the book through the app, and we'll walk through that in a moment, you know, everything is by dates. Talk to us about that. What was it like for you to kind of decide how you wanted to tell the story? Uh well, so by date you mean that um, each like entry or each part of the right, story exactly. is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that started because so the the reason for that format was because I originally started to tell the story on Instagram, so that's by definition you know uh, some words and an image uh, in each post, and you're posting it on a certain day, and so I was telling this story gradually uh, beginning July 1st, 2020, and it took me about nine months to to post the full story. Um, so it had this quality of being, I don't know, a little bit like a, a diary or a journal of yeah. of what was happening. Right, right. And I love that even I saw a YouTube video, you were kind of talking, walking us through the experience of creating that Instagram. But you as a creative, though, you have – it really shows the, the passion that you have for your craft. So let's talk about the larger view here, Kat, because I think anyone will definitely call you someone who is a lover of the arts. What has it been like for you to marry the visual and, and the words together and create stories like this? Yeah, I uh, I think that I I always work across uh, categories, you know. <laughs> so I I've always been interested in both visual arts. I went to art school, uh, but my first love is literature, 
and language, um, it seemed pretty natural for me to be telling a story in both, using both um, mediums. And the main character that we're able to meet, Nikita, talk to us about about Nikita for those who are just discovering Abordopolis. Uh, how did you decide how you wanted to tell this story in the world that, that the characters were in? Well, so just to for for those who don't know, uh, the the narrative is a retelling of Dante's Inferno, as if I was wandering through New York City during a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like Dante, you know, uh, Dante's in Dante's poem, uh, he has a guide through hell, and that guide is Virgil, the great Vir- uh, poet Virgil. Um, and uh, for me, it also felt like I I needed a guide through this, you know, more modern um, hellscape <laughs> that I was walking through. But my guide, you know, is is uh, is a is a sarcastic hobo named Nikita. He's he's not the great poet, but he's very high-minded. Um, you know, a little bit prickly. Um, I I think he's very much comical and lovable. I I do uh, feel a great warmth toward this character who uh, felt like a kind of figure showing me the way through a time when it felt as if the world was falling apart. But uh, it's but doing that with a, a sense of the wry humor in sort of small experiences of the everyday. Right. You mentioned, of course, the pandemic. Of course, I, I noticed that in your your YouTube video as well. So I want to talk about inspiration because I, I found something really interesting, uh, Kat, and it's great to speak with a fellow creative to discuss this with. It, as creatives, I think we all kind of went through the pandemic in our own way. I, I met some who were more in front of the camera, who were actors, you know, recording artists who had had a difficult time at first, you know, because of the, the seemingly isolation and the uncertainty, of course, uh, that was going on. Then, then you had others that were writers, you know, like myself, who who actually were inspired, you know, by the what if, you know, things that we could be able to create. What was that like for you to kind of navigate that time? And then, of course, to think about a book like Avoidopolis that can create that connection with readers that also experience it as well. Yeah, well, so I was living through New York City. I was living in New York City when when it happened. And um, I, you know, all of us worldwide experienced the pandemic in one way or another. But what yeah. was very peculiar about being in New York at the time was just how shocking it felt because it was one of the early epicenters. So we were really hit with this what is ha- what in the world is happening? Uh, you yeah. know, we were like doing things that now seem very funny, like wiping down Amazon packages because we still thought yeah. at the time that it was it was an illness uh, spread through contact. We didn't realize it was airborne, right? So, so like the the shock there was was maybe more extreme because we were in the middle of this epicenter um, and it felt very isolated you know it hadn't really reached the rest of the world so it it, it was a particular kind of misery and um, and uh, you know we're all like crouching in our apartments not knowing what in the world was going to happen um, for my part, you know, I did have a lot of friends who are creative who were like, I'm going to write a book now that I get to stay home. <laughs> yeah. But for me, it was really, I, I really couldn't 
that didn't feel inspiring. I just, like everyone else, was just trying to get through the days, you know. And yeah. my previous creative life was, was live performance. So, of course, all of that stopped. Um, and, I, and I think that I, I came to this much quieter kind of mm, talking about what was happening by doing my Instagram posts. Um, and it was a way of kind of coping with what I saw and navigating it, um, but in a, in a way where I could process what was happening and put into the world something a little bit more vivid and um, a little funny, but a little poetic as well. Um, and, but honestly, it was also just a way of, of getting through this time that felt quite shocking. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And I think that's where we – the reason why I was curious about that for yourself, uh, Kat, is to see if there was a thread that connected you with Nikita. Because Nikita does have, I think, not only um, this certain view um, that a lot of people I think can relate to, but I think also this this certain apathy that kind of sets in in, in, some, in some respects. Um, to the situation that that they're kind of going through. So I'm curious for yourself because the, the story itself is people enjoy it through the app, and we're going to about to walk them through how they can do that. Uh, coupled with the art is so fascinating. So talk to us about that marriage for yourself, Kat. How did you decide um, what art you wanted to kind of marry with this story? Oh right. So yeah, it's it's worth mentioning. You know, I don't know if if one would realize right off the bat but the entire text is written in with words that don't contain the letter e there's not a single e in the narrative and it's still coherent and a story hopefully it's interesting um so it was a, and doing that was like working with that extreme restriction was a way of kind of embedding inside the very language this feeling of something's missing or the way that we had to sort of avoid everyday things like we had to avoid each other going up and down an elevator was this whole fraught thing you know um but so then that was what how i decided to work with the language but then when i was thinking about how to uh likewise do something with imagery because it was, you know, told in Instagram initially. Um, I I started to use um, I started to use stock images, stock photography of New York City, and I was wiping away the people <laughs> from the from the images, also as a way of doing something similar to what I was doing with the language, which is the like talk about the sense of missingness of things and of people. I think that that is such an interesting point, and it's something I'm going to remind our audience of. I want to say for those who are just tuning in, welcome. You are listening to Conversations Live here on the radio side of WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, as well as through our online affiliates joining us via the podcast. We have Kat Mustachia joining us today. She's the author of the book, Voidopolis. Uh, Voidopolis is now available for you guys to be able to enjoy, and we want to walk you guys through, once you get the book, how to be able to do that. So what you've done inside of the book uh, – Cat is being able to give us the instructions on how we can be able to activate and to read it. And there is a QR code inside of the book that our audience can go to, or they can go on their web browser as well. So I want to talk about the fun of this, 
because again, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I've never experienced this before, <laughs> where well. I had to actually download, you know, go and in, to download an app to actually read the pages of a book before. How much fun did you have in kind of deciding how you wanted to do this? Oh, yeah, it was total fun. It was great fun. <laughs> it was fun pitching this to a publisher. <laughs> I'm so grateful to MIT Press for going along with uh, with the concept here. But there is a, I mean, there is a kind of, uh, there's a motive here. You know, there's a reason, reasoning for why this format. So I'll try to explain. Okay. Uh, your, um, I, I call it an augmented reality book made to disappear. So you get a physical copy of the book, but the pages are uh, kind of obscured. You know, you, you see sort of traces of what the text and the imagery w used to be like before it was kind of m made milky as if like uh, it was eroded by memory. Um, and um, and the way that you read the book is through an augmented reality app that you access. Um, you actually don't have to you don't have to download anything on your phone, but you you just um, go go on your phone or tablet to a website, uh, voidopolisbook.com, uh, or you can use the QR code to take you there to the app. Um, and you, you use that app to actually to access the full uh, text and the full image. Um, and then, uh, but, but uh, very funny and interesting, the, those components start to decay inside the app. So eventually they don't work as well and you can't read the book as well until until you're left with this book you can't read um which happens over the course of a year <laughs> so the so you do have some months now um and then i should very importantly explain that um the book resets every july 1st so if you don't if you if you get yourself a book while it's a bit illegible <laughs> you always have a an opportunity to read it once the time comes now, talk to us about the significance of that, because I did th find that fascinating. What, what, well, how did you decide that July was going to be the time? Well, so July 1st is uh, simply the date on which I originally started the story on Instagram. So that's the first entry of, of this narrative. Uh, and so it made sense that that would be the, the time when the book sort of awakens and reactivates. Um, yeah. yeah. Awesome. I, I love this, Kat. I love the story. I love the way the uh, the elements of, if this makes sense, of loneliness and shared experience, um, because that's one of the things that I, I kind of took away from it, is that, mm -hmm. you know, how lonely you can feel going through an experience, like as you alluded to, that we all kind of done. But also it's a universal thing, too, that is shared that we can then be able to talk about. Is that what you hope Voidopolis becomes, a book that does get people talking and being able to share those feelings that maybe they may not have shared with others about how they're navigating life? No, absolutely, Cyrus. It's, uh, you know, the, the thing about a book is that it's this private experience that you have. It's you and your book, usually. And the fact that this particular book has this decay cycle, and everyone worldwide who has a copy is, in a sense, privy to that enactment of loss, let's call it, right? 
um, it means that you are connected to everyone else who has a book and you are in a, in a sense of a kind of audience for this living thing that is kind of uh, decaying but then coming back awake. Um, and, uh, and I would say that for me was very close to how how we experienced the pandemic. On the one hand, we, we were having these private experience alone in our, you know, in our various homes, isolated, but it was happening to all of us. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that is such a great point, and I think for our audience out there, they will definitely in, enjoy it. Again, everyone, Kat Mustachi has been our guest. Voidopolis is the book. It is a book that you will definitely be talking about. I guarantee that. Uh, so definitely be able to add it to your reading list. As you heard, Kat mentioned it's published by MIT Press. You can always go to their website or, of course, our friends at Amazon or your favorite local bookstore to be able to order if they don't have it for you. Uh, Kat, you mentioned it earlier, but if you don't mind, let our audience know again the website to stay connected with you. Yeah, so uh, voidopolisbook.com is the website for the project, and it's easy to contact me through there or to find out where you can buy the book and uh, find out more about it. Well, Kat, thank you again. Really appreciate the conversation and looking forward to speaking with you again. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, glad to do it. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, saying as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live, but let's go make today amazing. Take care.